Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the College Made Easy podcast. Today, we have Scott and Emily with me. Um, today, we're going to be talking a bit about how to choose a college. should be a pretty exciting episode. I think you guys will take a bit out of this, some personal experience about how we made these decisions. Um, but without further ado, Emily has a question of the day. Do you want to throw it at us? Let's okay. go. My question of the day is, what is your favorite season? Favorite season. Tim, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I got it. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people love the summer. Uh, I'm a huge snowboarder, so I've always loved the winter. I love the snow on the trees. Snow days are some of the most fun days of the year, um, especially like up at school um, where everybody's outside in the snow. Remember freshman year, we built a giant snow fort my like hallway. The walls were probably about six feet high, and it was probably Scott. You remember it a little bit, right? Yeah, I remember it. Would you say forty square feet? That's that's a little bit bigger than six by six. Scott's yeah, like I can't remember the exact dimensions. I, I'd but... say slightly <laughs> smaller, but yeah, it was pretty big. I don't know. I, I think it might have been 40 square feet. It, <laughs> so you're it was a winter huge. guy. Yeah, love the winter. The snow is so much fun. Scott, what about you? I'm a summer guy. I know that's cliche and most people say that, but um, I just, I don't, I don't like the cold. I know we go to school in New York where it's freezing during the winters, but yeah, I have, I don't know. I have uh, fond memories of the summer. That's when I usually umpire, uh, which I like. And then Usually I'll go on vacation during the summer, like uh, Florida or down south somewhere. And usually I have memories of like going to like amusement parks during the summer. Um, that could be like Disney or Universal, stuff like that. So it's fun. Yeah, I another think I'm saying I agree with Scott. Another saying is what? Another saying I always have though: you can put on a jacket to escape the cold, but there's no way to escape the heat. I hate that saying. Even with a jacket, I'm freezing. But I thought that would be a good intro, too, because a lot of people consider the temperature and, like, the geographical location when they're, like, considering their colleges. I mean, even though I'm with Scott, like, I'm definitely a summer girl. Um, Obviously, time off from school, more downtime, but I love vacationing with my family and friends and being at the beach. But it definitely does play an impact on where you choose to go to school. Like, Mm -hmm. Tim, you get to snowboard and ski and where we go to school is definitely perfect for that. If I make time for it. Tim, you have plenty of time. You're studying game theory in your off time. (laughs) (laughs) So I have no time left for snowboarding. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Do you want to get into some personal experiences about how we chose our school, the process we went through? Because I know I struggled with looking for schools when I was in high school. Um, I'm sure many of us and many of people listening to this honestly don't want to think about it. They want to like ignore it for the most part Um, Mm. because it is a big choice. It's a big responsibility. Um, And and, and it's kind of like one of these things like, oh, you're you're 18 years old. Uh, What do you want to do the rest of your life? And I don't think any 18 year olds can actually answer that. Right, because like the college application process, they want you to pick your major, pick like your school, like 
a lot of especially bigger schools it's like if you're going to the school of business the school of liberal arts and some people have no idea and i think that going undecided is this really bad rep like you're you're gonna spend 40 grand at a school and you don't know what you want but mm -hmm. most of the times that would be the best move if you're still kind of feeling the waters out I'm curious, did either of you have any idea what you wanted going into the search process, like as far as size, location, and all those kinds of like initial questions that you're supposed to ask? Um, I think you can go first, Emily. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. I think for me, I knew that I wanted a smaller school because I went to a middle school, which was private and Catholic. There was 10 kids in my grade which was obviously very small. And then I went to a high school that had about 85 kids in my grade. So I always got to be like, I don't want to say this in the wrong way, but like big fish, small pond. Like you mm -hmm. get to know your professors, you get to know your classmates, but you also get to know all the other classes and all the other professors and build those relationships. And that was so important to me. So I knew I couldn't be at a school where you swipe in and that's attendance, you know? Yeah. I know that some schools, you don't even have to attend the class. Like you can just, like you can just watch the lecture because it's the whole thing is recorded from the back of the room. Right. It's I think the majority experience. of, I think the majority of schools aren't like our school where you do have to go to class. But in I, a way, I you're getting your majority. money's worth. Yeah, if you're not going to class, you're losing money. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, but like I remember when I started the process, I had so many different schools on my list and there was no theme to them at all. I had no idea if I wanted private or public, big or small. You know, I had a Stony Brook, what's that, like 12,000? It's more than that, right? Students at Stony Brook? I have no idea. And then I'll look it up. Schools, schools even smaller than ours on the list. Um, I had city, I had schools deep in New York City, like Fordham on the list, and schools as far out as like Oneonta that is in the middle of nowhere. Right. It's seventeen thousand so, five hundred, Tim. Yeah, so like a school that big on the same list with schools as small as ours. So I think for me, two major things was like the distance from home because I knew I could not be a flight away, and at the time I would even even gone to a school like five or six hours away because it still seems like a like a short drive mm -hmm. but it was definitely location and then probably price like when you when it got closer and closer to the decision day I was like okay like obviously there's schools that I would love to go to and the experience would be a little different but I knew I could have a similar experience for like ten or twenty thousand dollars less and it definitely plays a huge role. Um, yeah, not to get our too school was very competitive on price for me also. Yeah, same. Not to get too philosophical, but um, <laughs> people love recognition. Um, and I think, at least for me, uh, people want, you want to go to the school that you feel wanted. Um, a lot of these schools, you're just, you're just a paycheck. You're just a number. Um, but like, at least at our school, like when I went on tours and stuff like that, I met with, um, I, 
what is the word? Who are the people that do tours and all that? Ambassadors. Amb- ambassadors. No. It, is it just the admissions? Admissions. I always. Yeah, oh. Admi- I always forget the pathfinders at our school. We pathfinders. Did. Yeah. All that stuff. When I met with like uh, admissions people, they were super nice to me. Um, they straight up asked me my GPA like while I was there, and I and I I told were them. Were you in a group? I was with my parents. <laughs> I was just meeting uh, one-on-one. We were in the dining hall. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, what's your GPA? I'm like, I'm not going to say it on this. But <laughs> um, and I'm like, yeah, it's this. Scott, you don't have a 4.0? <laughs> I'm leaving. Um, and she's like, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You're di-. like, I mean, she You'd gave me You'd be a great hint. fit. Yeah, she's like, you're a great fit. Like, she gave me that vibe of like, oh, we'd love you to have you. Like, obviously, like, um, I did well in high school, so. And yeah, like that, that feeling of being wanted is very powerful. And like you go to all the other tours and I went on a bunch of other tours, but um, I didn't feel as wanted at other schools. Mm-hmm. I'd say tours are so important because I definitely went on several tours where I was like, definitely not. Or like if the admissions day at the school didn't flow well, that definitely was like a big red flag. I guess advice to colleges, if any admissions offices are listening. Um, I think for me, like, it was, like, a lot of the Facebook group chats and, like, getting, like, the little amount of, like, mixing and mingling. You really want to, like, get a vibe of the other students that are also interested in that school. Because I do think that certain schools attract a certain type of student. You know, mm-hmm. like, when we look through, like, college group chats some people are like I love to go out I love to hit the bars I love to party and then there's other people who are like I love to do weekend trips to Boston or you know like you can just see if it fits what you're looking for in a school or if it's a combination you know some schools are probably more rah-rah than others my friend James this is completely random but like going off what you just said about what you like to do on weekends my friend James at our school will literally just drive to like Vermont every single weekend with his drone and just take incredible like video 4k videos and like incredible uh photos of just like Vermont that's crazy he does it every single weekend I was like that's so cool and he has his like own Instagram page and everything we'll have to talk about this after the podcast because I have no idea who James is econ major tall glasses Lives in our building. I don't know. Me okay. <laughs> okay. We'll talk after. Um, I guess. I think, what do you um, I think it's true that you shouldn't really be anxious about not choosing the right college just because there's no like 100% perfect fit and there's probably several schools that will fit well. And I mean, worst comes to worst. There's always that transfer option. Um, My dog jerking with you. (laughs) Thankfully none of us had to use that, but I don't think a transfer is the end of the world either. If it's truly not a great match. I mean, all the credits go over there. There's occasionally, you know, a problem with, one or two of them but the vast majority of them will transfer over and you're still moving forward with your education even at the wrong school it just might not be the right like social emotional fit 
For sure. I mean, um, we had one, at least one of the kids in our hall freshman year, Scott, who transferred in. I mean, even as he left, you know, everybody was like, we're going to miss you, but we know it's for it's for your best. Dom. Dom. I don't know if Dom transferred. I'm talking about Mario. Oh, Mario. Right. What am I thinking? <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> I know that, that was the end of that thought. I think that when you're making the decision in high school, like I know for me, decision day was like a really high stress day when everyone would wear their shirts and especially in a smaller school like you want to be proud and like show off like all your hard work the past four years and like where it's led you to be you know and I think that there's a really bad stigma attached to like this certain like level of school you should be at but I don't think it discredits like going to college honestly like you should be so proud of yourself for even making it that far like College is a le- like a level of education that you're not forced to do. You can, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? A lot of students can opt out of that or take years off. But I think that even if you're going to community college, like that's what Ben did and then transferred into Siena, like you should be proud of wherever you're going and it shouldn't be a high stress day or decision. And for some reason it is. People put a lot of pressure on themselves um, when applying to schools and then they just think they're like, oh, if I make the wrong choice uh, picking a school, it could be the end of my whole career, right? That's, that's not realistic at all. That's not how the world works. Um, and I think to bring some econ in here, people focus on the opportunity costs of going to a certain school. Um, like, oh, what if I went here? Like, I could have been this major. I could have met these friends. But it's like, you're just going down like some crazy rabbit hole. Like, you don't, you can't predict the future or like an mm-hmm. alternate reality. You know what I mean? And honestly, like every single semester for me at college has been like a different experience. Like I meet, even at our smaller school, I meet someone new in every class. Like if you go to the dining hall and you bump into someone who is wearing like a sports shirt from your like county and you recognize it, like you really never know what is going to shift your experience. That's absolutely true. I've never thought about that, but every semester really is very different. It's like different seasons of a TV show, but like exactly. a good TV really show, not a TV show that's the same every season. Like Lost. Scott's seen Lost. I've seen Lost. It's a great show. Not, not that I'd call Lost great. It's great. Yes, you would. That's <laughs> <But laughs> <It's> great. <laughs> like every season of Lost is so distinct that it's almost like that with college. Yeah, so, like, there's always second chances in, in college. Like, y- your first year, although it does play big pa- – Im- has a big impact on um, the rest of your uh, schooling, but you can completely change up everything sophomore year, junior year, senior year. Um, like, for example, like, the friends I hung out with freshman, sophomore year, I no longer hang out with. I had a whole, I had a whole ramble with uh, Tim uh, when we were playing Minecraft on that, but uh, – but yeah, now I hang out with new people and um, it sounds awful, but like I'm better off now than I was. Mm-hmm. Everything in terms of like where you live, who you hang out with, what classes you take, like in high school, your GPA is stuck with you. But in college, it's really not like you failed the class. You could retake it like you bombed it. You want to try again. Like, there really is always second chances. I never thought about that. You want to join a club you never did. You want to quit a club that you 
don't have the time for anymore. You want to look into internships instead of more on-campus stuff. Like, it really is like a whirlwind of opportunity, I guess. Emily, how confident were you going into our school about wanting to be entrepreneurship? And I should know this. Is it finance? Finance, yeah. And finance. So I went into school, like, basically definite business major definite entrepreneurship concentration mm-hmm. i always had like an interest in finance and i think that it applies to any job like i think every every single person should know how to be financially savvy and that's something that i was never really taught in my education before like in high school i never took a finance class but i always wanted to mm-hmm. but it was always like in the back of my mind because with finance there's a very specific track you know what i mean like you take your cfa you become an advisor like it's very yeah. like routine and that's not the track that i want to go down you know mm-hmm. so i think for me entrepreneurship was like the main goal and the corporate finance background is like the supporting like how am i going to fund my businesses or if i'm supporting another business you know Yeah, because one of the big reasons why I chose our school was it's a good liberal arts school with a lot of different majors, and I went in with no idea what I wanted to do. Um, How many times did you switch majors? Yeah, we're going to have an episode on this pretty soon. (laughs) I switched my major nine times. There we go. I, I don't know anybody who who beats that record. I'm sure somebody does. Comment below if you do. What was your um, first major? Undeclared business. What I do was count your second? That as, um, management. So did you take classes and you were like, oh, I don't know how I feel? Um, so a like, while, what led to these changes? So I hadn't taken a management class yet. But I was like, ooh, it would be fun to run a business. So I picked management. And then I got a better sense of management that has to do with HR. And as much as I do like talking to people, I I didn't think HR would be the right fit for me. Um, So I dropped the management, picked up finance. And then I took a religious studies class, had a lot of fun. I love our religion classes. I picked up a religious studies second major, (laughs) thought about it a bit more, and I was like, yeah, this doesn't fit. It's going to cost a lot of money. And as cool as it would be, it just wasn't a good fit either. So I dropped that and then picked up accounting. I think I dropped accounting, picked up econ. Finance is running here. Took two different finance classes, didn't enjoy them very much. Punt. Oh, I almost said his name. And then, yeah, so <laughs> all over the board, <laughs> mostly mostly in the school of business. Um, but now I've settled into economics, which is very much between liberal arts and business. Right. Um, right. Technically, I'm in the program that's in the liberal arts school. So, But Tim, how crazy is it? Like you're running your own business right now. I don't know if you know that. I know. Entrepreneurship really has no major. Yeah, it's true. Like Tim, you you get to spread your love of economics on a podcast. 
it's great. I mean, if any of you haven't picked a major and you're hopping around schools, check out economics. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I would say tours and stuff like that is definitely important, uh, more important than this, but like definitely look at the website of colleges you're considering. Um, social I know that, media pages too. Yeah, social media. I mean, it doesn't tell the full story. I tell, what percentage of the story would you think it tells? Looking at a college website, like 10? I don't even want to answer this because I feel like it's going to hurt the point we're trying to make. Okay, well, like, it, it plays a role. I just don't think it's the biggest role. I think it's what yeah. you want to show your parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no, like, no college admissions that I know of personally is going to highlight, like, the nightlife. And exactly. I found that no school that I was looking at could show me that experience until I spoke to students, like, like on the low, like, what do you do on the weekends? Like, what do you wear when you go out? But no one else could really, like, the school's not going to post that on their Instagram page because what if you're not the type of student that's interested in that? As a guy, that was definitely my first question. <laughs> what do you wear when you go out? <laughs> Tim's like, <laughs> Tim's like I'm going to wear the same shirt twice, people. <laughs> Tim's like, I'm going to wear my, like, Jedi Master, like, costume. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Get the robes the on the lightsaber. Yes. <laughs> um. So, did either of you meet with professors before you accepted our school? Scott, take Scott us home. Yes, I did. Um, when I went to visit our school, uh, the admissions people, well, because I was considering actuarial science as my major. I wasn't like I wasn't like firm like yes I want to do this major. Um, I was still up in the air about everything. But yeah, they're like, oh, if you're interested in actual science, go meet with uh, with John, right? And they're like, they, they pushed it very heavily. They're like, you need to meet with John. <laughs> I was like, Maybe okay. Maybe he had like all the winning stats and like performance in the program, internship, job opportunities. Like they could really sell it to you. Yeah, so John, John is like hands down the reason I chose our school which is nuts, right? And like every actuarial science major at our school will tell you the exact same thing. He convinces every person he meets with to go to our school. He's that, he's that fun, he's that energetic, and he's that persuasive. Shout out like, John. He like, he took time out of his day to meet with a prospective student, explain the program, um, explain the benefits of the major, the difficulty of the major, um basically to get a gauge about like do you love math and like if you do like it's perfect for you math and business actuarial science most people have no idea what i'm even talking about but for yeah me, agricultural science right it's agricultural yeah exactly right <laughs> my experience was so 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 different i don't even know where to begin because it was not that I basically, it was April 30th. It's very decision specific. Days, April 30th, because decision the day, day before. First. Oh, right. So I never forgot it. And I wake up that morning and my dad is like, so what, what is it going to be? 
And I was like, I have no idea. And he's like, well, we got to get some deposits in. Like, we got to figure this out. Because, like, if you guys don't know this, like, you can make deposits in a bunch of schools. So right. yeah. it's a lot of money. I think it's like 500 to $750 per school, depending on. But it's just like holding your spot in that class. So April 30th that morning, and we decide we're going to take a drive up to that school and just walk around and get a feel. So like I visited like probably three or four schools before. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like it. I like it. But there was no school that I like jumped at. Like, I love this school. I need to be here. This is perfect. So we go to the school and nobody's there. And no there was nobody. Like, was this I'm, in 2020? I, I shouldn't go. <laughs> no. <there. laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't make jokes about that, Ted. That's it was not funny. 2017. <laughs> I'm not, I take it back. <laughs> like, there was no students walking around campus that morning. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. but there was a student who was working in admissions and she walked around with me she showed me her room and like it really was nothing serious nothing about programs it was just like what is life like and I guess everything resonated with me but also the fact that she like took me around I think made a difference then like for me personally I connected better with the student than I would have with a professor who was trying to sell me a program since I knew what I wanted. And even like the environment, like the school that we go to is very like warm, it's small, it feels familiar. And other mm-hmm. schools were more like, more modern and more structured. And like when you walk around, you don't really know where you're going. Like I feel like after I toured the campus, I knew it like the back of my hand. So I left there feeling very comfortable and that's something I didn't feel before. So then that's where I made my deposit. Like it it was last minute to say the least, you know, but the pieces fell together pretty quickly after I toured. Yeah, I definitely had a similar, like after the tour, it was like, this is just right and knew it after that. That's so but, weird that you guys are saying that right now because I had the exact same thing. That's so weird. Really? I, so we picked the right school? That's so creepy. We went. I think a lot of people do have that experience, but there are definitely plenty of people who absolutely love their colleges, who even after they picked their school and made the decision, weren't like super passionate about it. They didn't really know if they had picked the right school. So I guess I you're lucky. it's all about if- your expectations going into it too. Yeah, like if you set them too high, like this needs to be absolutely perfect. Right. You're never, never going to get perfect there. School, that's not possible. But if you're if you're searching for the school that feels right and I don't want to say good enough because that that almost like nobody wants to be just good enough. But like I think what you're trying to say is like something where there's a balance between um, the strength of the academics at the school and also your social life. Like there needs to be a balance. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think for anyone who's looking at schools, don't worry about parties. There's going to be parties wherever you go. Don't worry about making friends. You will make friends wherever you go. Right? 
Like, yeah, yeah so I don't, I don't think there's any. It, that's honestly hard to find. Like someone in college that just doesn't have any friends. I never ever come across that. And and here's the thing: in college, it's not like high school. If someone sees that you're like kind of lonely, like I, I Chris, Christian does this, but um, he'll like he'll like in, he'll go sit with like random people. Mm-hmm. And it's like everyone is like on equal playing ground. Like everyone wants to make friends just as much as you do. Everyone wants somebody to go to the basketball game with. Everyone wants someone to go eat with. You know. Because the comfort from high school, like that aspect is taken out. So everyone's looking to mix and mingle and build those connections. And college is like a time for, maybe this is like the annoying business to me, but it's like a time for networking and like getting to know everybody. You don't have, like my only friends are not Scott and Tim and I don't look at anyone else and I don't talk to anyone else, you know? Yeah, it's definitely, I'm trying to say exactly what's different than high school. I think that you don't really, like, there aren't, like, you couldn't list almost all the groups of, like, friends at the school. There's always new people that you haven't met, and there's new groups that, like, that are into things that, like, you haven't even thought of. Yeah, there's always there's always something and someone new in college. But I guess that comes down to how big your school is a, a little bit. But I don't think that there are any schools quite as small as a lot of high schools are. I like. Or if you're I, looking I think, at it, unless you're looking at a school that small, then right. Yeah. But a huge part, like I want to encourage everyone, is to, like really put yourself out there, and like allow people to have the opportunity to get to know you because like if you don't let people break through that shell then like you might like I don't know like it might be more difficult than it needs to be not impossible but definitely like allow people into your world and into your life Mm -hmm. going back to that whole comfort thing it's like you don't know it until you experience it um I, a quick personal story of mine i w- i think it's okay if i name the school it's not the one we go to but um rpi is it okay if i say that what school rpi mm-hmm. um so I, I went and visited there and i don't know like it i i just didn't feel right walking through campus and everything and the tour was quite poor so uh if you're a tour guide and you're watching this make it interesting because uh, you definitely have a big impact on kids coming to your school. So yeah, toward the whole campus, I was like, this kind of feels weird. Um, and I didn't like the location of it. It was in like, it's in like Troy. Um, not a fan of Troy. It's like a city school. Yeah. Not a fan of Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, um, me and my, my parents had uh, went to accepted students day at our school so we drove there and uh, it was one of those things of like, I was excited to leave RPI and come to our school. You were like, really, get me out of here. Yeah. It was like, get me out of here sort of moment. I want to go to this school because I feel more comfortable there. And I actually completely missed the whole, except, was it accepted students day? I think it was. I actually missed all the activities just because I was at RPI and um, 
So they I got had there. some amazing food. Just saying. Oh, so I, I never might... got. I never got to go to it. Oh, so I missed out on the food. I guess according to Tim, <laughs> that food was insane, and they've, I've never seen that same food again. I've been searching for it since I got to our school. So they I won missed... you over with it, and then they took it away. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Literally. So I missed all the events and whatever. Um, but there was a baseball game going on when I when I got there. And like I love baseball, so um, so yeah, I just we walked around ourselves, no tour guide or anything, just walked around campus again. This was like the second or third time I visited the school, um, and then we just sat there, watched the baseball game, and it was like obviously it's good athletics at our school. So um, and I love baseball, and I was just like, man, this this just feels awesome. Like I could do this all the time, and I think it was at that moment I'm like, okay, yeah, I think I know which one I want. It's like something just puts you back at home. Right, yeah. Like you don't know what it is, what part of the school, what person, what place it is on campus, but something just feels like home, like comfortable. Mm -hmm. how, how important do you think the major is when picking a school, like looking at programs? Like what, what you're passionate about? I think it's important in terms of the chance that the school you're at doesn't have the program you want. So if I want to be a nursing major from business to nursing and our school doesn't have a nursing program, if that was the case, that's a problem to me. You know what I mean? Like I love my school. I'm happy where I am, but it's not offered. So like, that's why having an idea or going to a school, like Tim was like lucky enough, like he had the option to switch into different programs mm -hmm. or different schools within our college, you know? So in that sense, it's okay, but prereqs are prereqs, right? Like the first, I think for me, like the first year and a half, I was just taking the core requirements. So it could have gone anywhere from there. So that is what I tell a lot of people is like, don't stress because most of the time it's very flexible if you're picking within what your school offers. I'm taking my last core this coming fall, senior year. Hey, let's get it, Tim. <laughs> Proud of you. Yep. Knocking them out. I think uh, it's an issue if like you go to a, like all engineering school and then you're like, well, I don't like engineering. Right. Like that's, that's a big, I think, because then I think I would look back and be like, should I just stick it out? Like, should I just get this engineering degree because I'm here and I've already paid this much and there's only two years left? You know, I don't think anyone should ever feel trapped. What I was also thinking, like, if you, if coming from high school, you already have a good idea of what major you think you want, how well do you think you really understand it? Like with several of my majors, when I kind of realized after I declared that they weren't exactly what I declared them thinking they were. Um, for example, like if you're thinking economics or finance, can you name the difference there? Right. Like really you know, understanding like if, it. If, if you're committing and going all, all into one of those programs, but you don't even 
know the difference between the two. Economics does not deal with money. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think people are often surprised by how different the two are. I know I was because I, going into freshman year, wasn't exactly sure what the difference there was. And like I said, with management, when at first it was like, yeah, it would be fun to run a business. And then I found out that management tends to be more HR related. Um, I just, I think that there are definitely some people who commit to a major too soon without fully understanding what it is. Maybe that's biased because I've done that eight times. (laughs) I think you're the best person to talk about this stuff. Like, I really don't know anyone else who's had that experience. It's fun, though. Like, got to a point, I was like, I want to change my, I want to do it just to change it. (laughs) I woke up in the morning and I'm feeling like something's not right. Maybe it's my major. What What did Matt tell you all those times? Uh, so econ was there for like, to a year and a half and then the other one just kept rotating and a lot of the time I would change it without even asking him. You just do the form online. (laughs) Yeah. So I've also impressed the registrar several times going in and being like, can we, can we swap these things around? Look at this. And like, yeah, the registrar knows me pretty well. And then going back to what Tim was saying, with understanding, I think you have to force yourself to think a little bit more long-term. So how much money do you want to make? How many hours are you willing to put into your occupation? I mean, what location is best for that job? Because sometimes that matters. Um, Like, if I like English and I took AP Lit in high school and I really did well and I enjoyed it, that doesn't necessarily mean that's my major in college and what I want to do, I don't want to be an English teacher or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, or a writer. So it's definitely thinking about what your personal long-term goals are and what you're looking at of that experience because your career is your career, right? Like you're looking at the rest of your life ahead of you. So it is hard, but like sitting down and just doing some research into jobs and fields. And if you can like speak to people about what they do, Ask your parents what they, what do they do? What do they like about their job? What don't they like? You know? Yeah, I think that's a major issue with kids in high school, pretending that they know what they want to do for the rest of their life. Um, For me, it's like, I haven't really fully discovered my passion yet. I've discovered a lot of my passions, but like not all of them. Like, look what I'm doing right now. I'm sitting here like recording a podcast with like college students. Like, did I ever expect to be doing this? Right. No. Did I ever expect to be like? Are you a communications major, Scott? No, I'm not. I'm like a math guy. (laughs) Like I'm uh, still, I'm still really impressed that our school did get that major going, and it makes me think about uh, one of the kids from our hall freshman year. Again, a different kid. I'm flashing back to freshman year so much. Scott, are you reminiscing? Who are you? Yeah, Ben. He doesn't go anymore. Yeah. Okay. Good kid. Emily, you, you knew him a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. yeah. He's, he lives with one of my best friends. Yep. He's going places. Um, freshman year, I remember I thought of something. 
like a line that's kind of stuck with me through all of college. Anything you want to do in college, you have to plan six months to a year ahead. Oh my God. That's honestly, I think that should be like the highlight of this video. Like it's insane how you, is that like you can change your major so quickly. I, I know at our school, and I believe it's true for the vast majority of schools, it can be changed within three days at any point. After junior year, it's a little more complicated, but it can still be changed. Um, but to actually make anything of that change, just because you made it on paper, to actually take those classes and have everything worked out a lot of the time it's six months to a year of planning and it can be insane but just having those plans in place and really thinking about this and like this is why it's so important to have a great advisor i don't know i guess we might be getting a little bit closer to picking a major but i think like the biggest part of being in college is like learning to voice what you want and like not, I don't want to say your opinions because this isn't like the road I'm trying to go down, but like being able to communicate what you like and what you don't like, like whether it's to your advisor, or even like I've built amazing relationships with my professors who've guided me in ways that I never expected to just by going to them after class and being like, do you know anything about this? What can I do? Like, I've spoken to my religion teacher about entrepreneurship ideas, like no correlation, but building that connection and being confident enough to open up, like you never know what that can do for your future in terms of college and what it can do for the path that you're going down, you know? Don't just walk out of class at the end and be like, see you Thursday, like stay, chat, get to know them, pick their brain because in college, you really are going to need all the insight you can get. And that potentially could help on a future assignment. Just a little, little tip there. I'll give you a hundred. Yeah. yeah. Te- teachers, tend to, so teachers tend to favor those who they speak with more and who participate more. Who email office yeah. hours. And most college professors are very generous, even like the ones who on like syllabus day are like, no, deadlines are final. I don't give extensions. Yeah. I yeah. don't accept. No, I know what you're talking about. about. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's so easy. Just email. Hey, can I have an extension? Tim, are you pretty is much hundred percent? Is, it, is this like, personal experience or is this just hypothetical? Um, I guess I'm adding one professor, uh, but definitely several of them. I couldn't <laughs> one agree in, more. One in particular. Like, I don't want to say it's an A for effort, but it's like, they definitely hook it up for you if they see you want it. If you're the kid who's sleeping in the back of class and you're on your phone and you go to class once out of the three times a week, I I don't think I could help you here, you know? But Mm -hmm. if you show up every day and you just do your work, I think, I think that's pretty promising for a B. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that's fair. Just like, so you have to be somewhat of a good test taker. Call it, but call then it that good. goes to like, if you go to office hours, then they like share more with you, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, good tip here is like if you go to office hours more often, they will give you hints on what's on the exam because you, you're putting in the and, effort to go get more help. Right, and like don't ever feel shy. Or, like I used to feel like I'm bothering them, like I'm going to them after class, I just saw them, but you're paying a lot of money to be at this school. You're paying for your GPA, you're paying to sit in that class. Don't ever feel like you're stuck. You know, they're there to help you and they ultimately, I hope, want to see you do well, you know. Have you ever seen a professor that like wants students to fail? I don't, I've never seen that ever. On TV. I haven't, but I don't want to speak on like other schools. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Because like, who knows what's out there? I We're seeing 1% of it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any other personal experiences you guys want to talk about? Let's see. I mean, we cover we covered like most of this stuff. Um, size definitely big part of it. Um, type of people, honestly, and that de that depends on geographic location, obviously. Um, we, I know we touched on uh, like weather at the beginning. Um, for me. I wanted to go down south, but uh, that didn't end up happening. So I'd say don't make that like too much of a priority because um, I think I think the the programs and then the overall just like experience of the, the school kind of outweighs that. Mm -hmm. Unless you actually hate the cold. In terms of types of people, I don't know if this is where we're going, but our school doesn't have fraternities or sororities, right? We have one business fraternity, but it's not your traditional, like, you rush and you can choose, like, what type of brother you want to be, or, I don't know, I don't know how frats even work, because we don't have it at our school, but... I want to be a bro. I know, if you want to be a bro, and that's important to you then definitely see if that school even offers it. You know what I mean? I think our campus environment is different because we don't have that. So compared to RPI, they have frat houses that people go to on the weekends. We don't have that. You know what I mean? If that plays a role into your social life and that's on the top of your list, just see if the school you love offers it. Because mm -hmm. I never knew, like, much about it going into school and I didn't know that some schools had it and some schools don't and some schools who have it it's not a huge part of the nightlife or the social scene you know Tim you're a frat guy yeah huge frat guy <laughs> I'm I'm trying to weigh the, this piece of advice I, I don't know what people can take from it um but like if people have a romanticized vision of what college is, like ignoring romanticized, I guess like what you've seen on like TV or in movies, okay, um, would definitely be influential. It is for me, and like these types of experiences that they're hoping to have. My romanticized view of college is like very snowy. I don't know why it's always been that way, but like, I remember thinking about this even senior year of high school. Um, 
like this upstate deep snow. You definitely have that. And like, I think that that is a bit important. And if that's like a place where you can start in your decision-making process, start with like what you see college as and like that type of environment and then go from there. So like if you see college as like um, tons of people and sunshine all the time, perhaps start looking at those types of schools first. Like whatever image of college comes to mind when you think about college, start there. Did you picture- I have friends who are studying outside the pool, like literally textbooks open in a bikini. That is mm-hmm. not my college experience. And that's not what I'm experiencing right now. You know what I mean? Like that it is such a different image. Yeah. Like, did you guys ever picture like kids in the quad, um, like throwing a Frisbee, football, baseball, soccer? Um, I don't know, like on a towel, like doing homework. I definitely a little bit pitch perfect. I don't know what I was picturing, to be honest with you. But Tim's point worst made movies. me think. Oh my god, I like the Tim's it, point. It's a good movie. No. The way that he said romanticizing, it made me want to mention that if you're in a high school relationship or even a friendship, like you want to go to school with your best friend or you want to live with your best friend or significant other, I think it's really important to just consider it and keep it in the back of your mind, but don't let it be the all end all because like I know I've grown and changed so much in college and it does like, I don't want to say affect your relationships, but it changes things sometimes. So I don't want anyone to feel like they're forced to revert to their old ways because they're going through college with people that they grew up with or who they're familiar with, you know, and they can't experience new things or new people or anything like this is an anchor independent what you say it's an anchor no but i guess that works (laughs) 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 yeah i've definitely changed absolutely yeah i've definitely changed more in college than at any other time in my life and you wouldn't want people to be limiting that change so that's why keep it in the back of your mind because the relationships are very important. Um, but if the relationship becomes a drag, then it's not the right one. Or it becomes like problematic when you're trying to figure yourself out and what you like and what you don't like. And I don't know, every experience is different. You know, I'm not saying it's a total bust, but I just want everyone to be able to grow into who they are. And if you told me this three years ago, I'd have been like, no, I'm going to be the same person. I'm not going to change. I know who I am. I'm confident in who I am. But all that may be true, but you grow. You understand more about life and yourself and what you want for your future. Okay, let's go through. We'll start with Tim, me, and then Emily. Name one way you've changed throughout college. Um, <laughs> I wish Ben was here for this. Put you on the spot. I guess I think I've become more understanding. 
Um, empathetic, yeah. Not even necessarily empathetic. I would love to say yes. Um, I don't think I've become less empathetic. But where I was going, I think a little less sure of myself, a little bit less confident that I'm right. I don't mean like less sure of myself in a negative way. I mean like going into a conversation, there's significantly less confidence that I'm already right. You get what I'm saying? A little. Yeah. Um, Sum it up in one word. (laughs) Humility. Okay. Okay. I I can't even. (laughs) I just needed like a little bit. Yeah. Scott, what about you? Um, I have a, should I only say one? Like I have a bunch. No, 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 no. Like you could, you can go through it. Okay. Uh, more confident, better speaking to people. Um, definitely like gaining a love for knowledge more, which I never really expected. I just love learning now. Um, and not, not, that doesn't just like apply to my major. That sounds so beautiful. I love learning. (laughs) Like that that doesn't just apply (laughs) to my major, even though I do like looking up math stuff. Um, I like learning a bunch of different topics. Um, just doing research on that kind of stuff. Um, and then definitely uh, networking and building strong friendships with other people, I'd say. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it's like definitely independence. Um, I'm very close to my family, very close with my friends at home and going to college for the first time, I definitely like wanted to be close with a few people and like keep that comfort level but as I went through freshman sophomore junior going to senior year now I definitely feel more comfortable even just being alone like alone with myself and alone with my thoughts and my perspectives and not not really worrying about other people as much you know like not in the term of relationships or friendships but just learning to appreciate time with yourself. Cause before I definitely was too much of a social butterfly. Like I always wanted to be with people, whether that was when I was eating, when I was studying, when I was hanging out. And now I've kind of learned to appreciate doing some more things on my own. And I'm definitely grateful for that. Yeah. You also have a, a giant bed. <laughs> you might have normal college living situation where I have yeah. a single. Yeah. See, like, who would have thought? You got lucky. You put you. <laughs> one day, one day it'll happen again. You got like you went from a twin to like a king size. It's literally two be- two beds put together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like if that happened to me freshman year, I would have freaked out on the thought of not having roommates and having to go to sleep every night by myself and some days eat alone in my room and now like I look forward to those days you know yeah I slept in Tim's bed one time <laughs> All right, we're at it oh keep that in there he wasn't there I'm just, just I, I was not there, <laughs> wasn't there. someone bet me too Scared me too. 
Are we keeping that in? All right. <laughs> I think we keep it in. Thanks. <laughs> um, um, all right. I think I've said most of what I've got to say. Yeah, I, I said everything I wanted to say, too. If you guys have any other questions, like, leave them in the comments, and, you know, we'll always get back to it and help out in any way that we can, making the process easier. Or if I'll, you already decided and you just are wondering more about what life is like, we're three, including Ben, four good insights. I love hearing other people's experiences. Yeah. Because everyone um, is so different depending on the situation. I guess through this whole episode, I've also been thinking about like uh, all of the people who made this decision in 2020 and the difficulty there. So definitely if you made the decision this year, let us know how that went. And yeah, I don't know what the end is. Just stay optimistic for the fall. Stay optimistic, absolutely. And we are interested to hear your experience also because it was very different than ours. And potentially we, we could even talk about it on a future episode. So let us know. For sure. Okay, uh, so yeah, guys, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, hit the like button. Um, if you're listening to the audio version right now, you can hit the follow whatever podcast service you're listening to this on. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can hit subscribe and then hit the bell down below so you guys get a uh, notification when we upload a video exactly. Um, and yeah, share it with your friends, family. Uh, definitely, if you know other friends are going to school or struggling in school, make sure to share this podcast with them because uh, we're trying to help out as many people as we can. So, yeah. That's college made easy. Yeah, college made easy. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out. Bye, guys.